Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup as voted on by our Patreon supporters. This segment exists because of the generous backers we have on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, and I hope that you do, please visit patreon.com slash OIO and pledge $2 a month to support the show. That's patreon.com slash OIO. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at www.premierhealthmn.com. That's premierhealthmn as in minnesota.com. I'm your host, eternally patient and exceptionally thoughtful Tom Slotchik. And joining me tonight are the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For July's game, Pass Forever game, we played Chicory, A Colorful Tale by Wishes Unlimited. Did I say Chicory right? Yeah. I've been reading a lot, but like this podcast just has me all up in my own head about how I say words. Chicory is right, yeah. Yeah. Released in June 2021, Chicory has a Metacritic of 87 on PC. Ironically, no rating on Xbox. <laughs> For the core gameplay loop of Chicory, you walk around, you color the black and white world with your paintbrush, you talk to a myriad of NPCs, you solve a bunch of environmental puzzles, then you wonder why you didn't make more time for this indie gem. Casey, you put this game up. How is your tour of 2021 Indie Darlings doing? I mean, pretty good so far. There's obviously a reason these games are called Darlings, and that's because they're actually good. It's so funny to me that you keep putting up all these indie gems, because, like, the last couple of games I'd never heard of before. And, like, granted, since I've had my second baby, my... uh, interest in video games has declined to some degree but it's like you just keep churning these things out and every time Brent's like oh yeah another indie gem great <laughs> oh, it's funny how he keeps picking uh those same types of games and you you haven't, you hadn't heard of chicory before i had not really yeah what did okay. we play last month i hadn't heard of loop hero either loop hero, okay yeah Crazy. so i guess i live under a rock now and that's fine that's okay the guy with the video game podcast doesn't need to know anything <laughs> apparently not <laughs> in chicory Someone, the protagonist, someone, wields a magic paintbrush. The wielder is charged with bringing color and beauty to the world. The main character is a lowly janitor who grabs the brush by happenstance after all the color is drained from the world. Burnsy, is it fair to say that this narrative was as detailed and nuanced as Final Fantasy XVI? See, and you did the whole transposing the one, the I and the V. No, I didn't. Nobody that. could see that. So it, Nobody it knows that I'm an sure. idiot and don't know how to write things down exactly on paper. I'm not sure which one. Don't worry. Everybody online has been like transposing those two numbers. And so it's like, are you talking about the MMO or are you talking about the new Final Fantasy? So yeah. We'll uh, say yes. Okay. Well, I, I tried to answer it th- so that it would match both of them. But um, I mean, the... the, the the narrative is delivered much differently than a Final Fantasy game. Is. Disagree. There's characters and they talk to each other. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's quite a bit different. But um, I still really think that Chicory is a very interesting game. Um, that without getting like overly complicated in like the text, it deals with some very serious like conflicts and tackles mental illness like head on as a topic for through like multiple different characters in multiple different kind of mental illnesses. And so I don't know, I think with the little bit that they do, they go a long way in trying to engender a lot of these things, which I think is pretty awesome. Let's go back to mental illness when we're talking about the narrative in the story, because I don't know if I'm just a big dumb idiot. I don't know if I was in a poor headspace when I was playing this game, but like I didn't pick up on like any of that. For me, trickery was... <laughs> it's kind of like the entire basis of the game. Yeah, there's a crisis of confidence. I can relate to that. 
<laughs> in Chicory, you play as an unlikely hero, trying hard not to let everyone down. Been there, done that. <laughs> That's a huge oversimplification <laughs> of like what this game is about. It's like, basically Star Wars. Like you just wander <laughs> out, you see Yoda, blow up the Death Star, game over. Yoda's not even in the first Star Wars. Yoda's the brush. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I mean, there's a lot more complexity than what you're giving it. I mean, yes, you are somebody that wasn't really supposed to be the wielder, um, but there's a lot more that you're trying to do other than just figure out what's going on. And I don't know. I think it's a very like living world where like all the different NPCs that you talk to, whether they're integral to what you're doing in the story at that point or not like add life to the world and the more that you talk to different ones the more you get to learn about them um i don't know i just, i think there's i think there's a lot more to it than just saying that it's the same as all of these other unlikely heroes yeah well here comes on a random tangent for you burns do you think that you would like breath of the wild more if there were just more random npcs with like two little bubbles of speech that came up above their head I mean, it would help. Like, it would help if the game actually had some form of story to it, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, we just fixed Breath of the Wild. Great. (laughs) Most of the time... Most of the time, Chicory, you wander around looking for light puzzles to solve. Mechanics include finding hidden notes, tracing patterns on doors, every power fantasy, manipulating platform plants, and good old-fashioned Zelda wall bombing. Casey, do these puzzles tickle that big old brain, or is this game for babies? I thought, for the most part, the puzzles were challenging enough for me. I mean, I, they, they weren't too overbearing to the point where I got frustrated. And I think they really added a lot to the game. Um, and can you give any level of context? Like, I always tease you for being so smart and the way you process information, the way you can just take so much information and churn it through your brain. Like, what is your tolerance for puzzles in games? Like, are you a Sudoku solver are you like uh i don't even know how to contextualize this what's the biggest most complex puzzle you can think of in a game burns well i don't know a lot of people hate laser puzzles in games can you do laser puzzles casey (laughs) like where are you on the scale from sudoku to laser puzzles (laughs) i don't know if i've ever encountered a laser puzzle before in in a game maybe i have if it's like dodging lasers which you actually kind of do somewhat in this game Catherine Zeta-Jones she dips beneath the lasers oh great movie I don't think I've seen it Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair I believe nope no that's Entrapment is it it's Entrapment Entrapment. also nope the song is from uh, Workaholics also nope that TV series 0 for 3 it's very funny Oh, it's that's Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep, yep, Thomas yep, Crown yep. Affair was Pierce Brosnan and um, and um, uh, Rene Russo. I think so. I think so. It was definitely Brosnan. I'm, yeah, it was I'm Brosnan. Sure but yeah, Sean Connery. Output. Different Bond was in Entrapment with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so back to puzzles. I guess I don't know. I just. I like puzzles in games when they actually add something to the game and aren't there to just frustrate the person playing it you know and it's not just added as a time filler or something like if it actually moves the game forward and like in this one every single puzzle you kind of well not every single but in general as the game progresses the puzzles get more difficult and you have to use 
different skills and stuff that you learn as you go as on your wielder journey. Mm-hmm. And for me too, like some of the most enjoyable parts in the game were the, just the little puzzles as you're exploring the map. Um, you get there's these little gift boxes everywhere that you can see, and you have to try to find out how to get mm-hmm. there and trying to figure out just in your environment that you're walking through how to get to that and solve different little little tiny puzzles as you go was some of the most fun that I had in this game. One of the things that I thought was remarkable about those micro puzzles for the gift boxes was you always had the tools at your disposal. Like you never banged your head on the wall for a long time and looked it up online and said, oh, well, I just don't have this Metroid ability yet. Uh, I mean, that would happen at some point because I know there's... Like, well, there's the one in the lake. Yeah, and the, the game... I think the game does a phenomenal job of like layering on like the different things that you learn on top of each other. And then when you get into the next like temple or, or whatever area that you're in, it'll like combine all of that in a really interesting and new way. Um, but then when you learn like, cause after you defeat a boss, then that's when you pick up the brush and you have like a new ability. And it felt like there was always like a light bulb moment Every time I got one of those, it's like, oh, now that I can do this, I can go back to this area. Now that I can do this, I can go back to this area and get to a spot that I couldn't get to before. And I, th- I don't know. I think they, they did a really good job of that uh, in this game, I thought. I agree. Overall, your take on the puzzle burns, because Casey, this is the first video game he's ever played. <laughs> you have a lot more experience and you play a lot more different genres of games. Satisfying for you? Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. There was like... There was one point where I got a little hung up because I, so you know the mushrooms that you'd land on and then they bounce you? I didn't realize that you could change direction on those because I must have just missed when they said that you could. Oh, they never said it. I just found it up by messing around with it. So I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really realize that. But then I went to the little phone booth and I called, I called my mom and my mom (laughs) like gave me a general idea of what I needed to do. And then it's like. The, the dad's hand comes out and taps her on the shoulder and she's like, oh, your dad wants to talk to you. And he gives you like very in-depth details about how to get through that, which I think is a really cool way to give like those hints to you and allow you to like dig into it as far as you need to or as far as you want to. They also give you the option to opt out before your dad comes on yeah. because the mom will yes. make some joke about, oh, your dad always over explains anything. Do you want me to put him on the phone? And yeah. then you can find out very detailed information or not. Yeah. Uh, Casey, we'll turn to you. Is that what your conversations with are like? Gosh, I can't believe I butchered that and I don't edit the show. Whoa, Casey, whoa, whoa. is that what your conversations with your parents are like? No, no, not very much. No. <laughs> I think my dad is a man of few words. So Yeah, my uh, parents not so big on talking on the phone. They yeah. as soon as I'd call them, we, when my mom was still around, like they would be actively working to get off the phone as quickly as possible. <laughs> my mom had one go-to line that I will not repeat on the air. And that was just like her out. It's like, okay, I can talk to my dad or I can just go on with my life now. <laughs> Um, Bernsey, did you like that? I guess I'll open this up to both of you. Did you guys like that hint system? It was interesting that it was multi-layered. Did you like having access in-game to essentially a wiki or a walkthrough or something very detailed to hold your hand through any sections of the game? I mean, I especially did because... So I ran into a couple of problems where I would talk to the person that was telling me then, oh, hey, you got to go do this thing. 
And then that's when I would save and quit. And then I'd come back to it later and I'd start wandering around. I was like, what in the hell was I supposed to do? So it's like, oh, phone booth, good. Call mom. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's where I was supposed to go. Um, and so I think it was helpful for that. Um, and then, you know, having the opportunity to turn your dad down <laughs> to not get extra information if you don't need it, uh, I think was it was a good way to sort of delve into it because then you don't have to look up a wiki. You don't get spoiled on something that's maybe coming up or whatever as you're looking through it. Uh, and I mean... I wish games did more stuff like that in them as opposed to, you know, just saying the the souls routine of like, you know, all these all these losers that play this game for thousands of hours have created wikis. Just use those. We're not going to tell you crap in the game. Yeah, what if FF16 had like a Ouija board where you could talk with your father? <laughs> like, would that have been uh, an addition or a detriment to that game for you? Is not that, to spoil our upcoming podcast in like two months. That would have been a that maybe would have been a little weird implementation of it. Um, but I think I think it, it would maybe be nice to have something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no fixes it. Yep, yep, checks out. Tom fixes all games in this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I really like the friendliness of this game too. Like I, the, the hint system, and then like even when you're fighting bosses and stuff. So I had an issue in the beginning where I was really frustrated with how sensitive the control was. So I turned the control oh, sensitivity yeah. down. How so, on earth were you holding your controller? Were you like manipulating the fine, joystick with like your like, nose? <laughs> A lot of this game, and like <laughs> you can you can get into coloring as much or as little as you want, yeah. and that's a, a really really awesome aspect of this game where the world is completely blank. The world is your canvas, so but it's very difficult when you have super high sensitivity on to get some finer details if you want them. So like in the beginning, I'm trying to like give you play them. games wrong, dude. This is chick a colorful tale. You're supposed to color the world, and I wanted uh -huh. to be this master, you know. Like, so I'm trying to like add little little dots on the flowers and make each one different colors and stuff. And yes, I spent way too much GD time in the beginning doing it, but I really wish I had more time to do that because it's a really cool aspect of this game. But when you get to a boss fight and your sensitivity is super duper low and you're trying to dodge lasers yeah. and you're trying to hit these like specific marks uh -huh. and you can't even like follow <laughs> the boss with the cursor and you get hit a whole bunch of times, the game actually tells you, you know, you can turn the amount of times you can get hit up, <laughs> like <laughs> the amount of times you can get hit. I just kept hitting no and no and no. I just kept getting more and more frustrated. Then I'm like, Oh yeah, my sensitivity is way down. So I just turned it back up to the original, and then I killed it instantly. Was it wasn't say, that hard. But <laughs> you, you didn't remember that you could turn the sensitivity like, back up. Back up? No, it took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that about the game. Where like, yeah. you know, if if a kid was playing this, like if my, you know, Gavin is actually my youngest kid. Birthday yesterday, uh, but and he's way better than games at me now, which says something. But he <laughs> like. If he was struggling in this game, there's there's ways for him not to struggle. There's hints that you can get along your path. There's things that you can can do. You can turn the amount of times you can get hit during these sometimes difficult boss battles up to make it easier for you. Um, like I think it's really cool that they give you that map overlay. You can see everything. You can like actually write like. You know, yeah. If you want to go back to a spot, you could write on the map so you can see what it is. You can put like big box uh -huh. here, you know. So like, if you couldn't figure it out, you can go back to that in the future. You can figure it out, you yeah. know. Like it's so user friendly and, and super fun. 
Yeah, I just plowed ahead and tried to advance the story. <laughs> yeah, that forever. doesn't surprise me at all. You guys uh, both mentioned the boss fights. I didn't give you a chance to think about this ahead of time, but the boss fights, there's a boss. This game is broken into chapters, and at the end of each chapter, you fight a boss who is relatively similar but layered on to from the previous boss. Were you guys at all disappointed that the boss fights were so similar, or did you appreciate the way they layered on new elements? Because by the end of the fourth boss, like I was like, I am done with this game. I never got to the fourth boss, so I guess I didn't get frustrated yet. I haven't hit that. So I guess we'll see. But so far, no. I, I think it's actually kind of a neat contrast. Like, And I was with you early on. Like The first boss fight, I'm like, wow, that was awesome and i think the second chapter is the wielder temple and like i thought that whole experience was great but by the end of the fourth boss where the screen is like flipping and your um inversion is flipping too like i literally couldn't control my cursor to chase the boss and it was more frustrating than fun for me and unfortunately that is the impression that i carry within this game really Hmm. i i so i feel like there was a point in this game where like our paths diverged so like, you hated it with a burning, fiery passion to start, and then you came around on it? Or? So there was one thing that really frustrated me at one point in this game. Was it Casey's face? No, it's actually a really <laughs> stupid thing for me to have gotten like mad about. But So you go to the art institute, and you can take classes, right? And the first class is like, paint something that whatever makes you happy i can't remember something that brings you joy brings you joy how could you forget the screenshots that i sent you that i also will not repeat on air well so i i painted something i went through using the the limited tools i had i made this and then if you do another one right away it's like recreate this picture and it's like this elaborate picture and it's just like i'm sitting there i'm like how in the f am i supposed to do this and so i turned in a blank canvas because it was just like how am I even supposed to start with this? There's no way. Like, I don't even have the right color to, like, outline anything. You didn't even, like, write a profanity on it? No, I didn't. Missed window I just, I just exited out. And then they all commented on it, like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. I could see I could see your take. I take your take on this. It was really interesting. It's just like, yeah, whatever. You know? No, very abstract, mine, right? Mine was a Picasso. Yeah. It was, yes, it was, it was magnificent. And so that, like, that frustrated me because it's just like, just ramp it all the way up to 11. Like, I actually spent time on the the one before that to make it look interesting. Yeah, like, me come too. Up with an idea. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> uh, and, and, and then it's like, then it's like you throw this at me. It's like, how am I even supposed to do this? Like, I don't have any tools. And even at this point, none of the tools that I've received would have helped me with that picture yet. I'm no. probably halfway through the game, maybe about there, I would think. And it's just like, I don't know, that just feels really stupid for it to be the second one. So it's like, I'm not going back there because it just feels like, what what are they going to do? Just rub it in my face that I can't do what I want to do? I think this game would play a lot better on PC. Like, I mean, if, I had, you, if I had a mouse yeah. control, instead of trying to control a cursor with a joystick, yeah. it would have been so much easier. Especially if you're trying to get, like, really, like, finite details. Because a lot of the times when I was doing that, too, like on a painting, I'd zoom into a spot to try to do something, and it's like the brush head's in the friggin' way. Yeah. And so it's like I'm not even 100% sure where I'm, like, trying to pinpoint something on there. You guys were really into the painting in this game. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the point of the game. Like, (laughs) 
So the, or at least I thought at the beginning. So it's just like, I'm going to take time to do some of these things, you know? And well, it's very thoughtful of you. Like, sure. there was one area, like, when you get into area and it has, like, autumn colors, like, I painted all of the trunks, like, one color and then alternated the other three colors through all of the trees because I thought it looked cool. Samesies. Samesies. Yeah. I, uh, I just filled up every board, literally everyone with the same color. And once I got, like, the fill filter that would fill up everything really fast, it's like, oh, good. Everything is green. Everything is purple in this one. Everything is pink now. So after that point, though, like, as I continued forward and got through, like, the next, like, few bosses and the next few areas, like, I thought all of them were really cool and neat and interesting puzzles to figure out. And I think the thing with some of the boss fights, especially as, like, you're getting to, like, the middle section of the game, like... It's not just, like, the mechanics that you're fighting the boss with, but it's, like, the what it stands for, like, what you're doing in that fight is, like, just super interesting and, I don't know, really cool. And I think, I just think that adds to the experience of going through it. Um, and, yeah, that fight when, like, everything's flipping around and, like... Super irritating. Oh, no, I thought that was so cool. Like, sure. Visually cool. If I was watching you play, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's wicked. <laughs> Trying to like, manipulate the brush, huge pain. But, like, if you if you you get hit, what, three times and that's, like, a failure. And it just, like, reverts you back to, like, you got to hit the person X amount of times. And so it's not like there was a... Neg- it's not like you had to restart the boss fight if you failed... There was, like, no real negative to failing. And so, like, there was no need to get frustrated. It was just like, okay, you know. And it's weird because it's, like, a right and left brain thing that you're trying to do as you're maneuvering each stick to move yourself out of what's taking damage. But then, like, try to do damage to the boss and also maneuver the boss into, like, the area affect things that would do damage to it, too. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. And it made you think about the movement. And it was better than, like... I think a lot of games like this, it's like, or like if you look at old like Zelda games, because I think they took a lot from Zelda games, it's like you just spam the attack button as much as you can to try to kill the thing and that's it, right? Whereas this is like almost taking the Undertale approach where it's like you're not necessarily fighting everything exactly. Sometimes you're just trying to avoid to get through it, you know? Well, and you're always trying to, like, color the boss. Yeah, you don't even have to push Not the button. Always. Like, you don't... You can just hold it down, and it's like an auto-fire, basically, so it's like you're just filling everything. So if you hold down the, the button to paint as you're moving it around, and that's, then the second you touch the eye, it's a hit. Yeah. You don't, ha- you don't have to hit the button when you're on it. You just you just hold down the paint button the whole time and as you're moving everything, it around. And when everything flipped, I would do that. I would hold it down and then like watch where it's going so I can then track it back towards the boss. That's so funny. I, every, like just about every screen that I walked through in this game, I auto-filled. <laughs> just like exactly. filled. Except for the bosses. Never occurred to me to try to auto-fill against the bosses. <laughs> and uh, like that left brain, right brain thing with that last boss that I encountered just drove me crazy. Even though there wasn't a huge penalty. Like I just wanted to move on to the next thing and it's like, oh, this is so frustrating. It's like, oh, restart this part of it again. Oh, restart this part of it again yeah. and again. Well, you know, we've always known Tom has a hard time beating himself, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to take the bait on that one? Uh... <laughs> so what was what was your, your character's name? Because it was your, you had to come up with your favorite food. So what was your character's name? Not Wait. appropriate for the air. <laughs> It's pizza. I, oh, it was pizza. Okay. I thought it was another P word. I think that's where pizza. it was going. <laughs> Mine was ribs. <laughs> ribs. Nice. Mine was taco. Nice. 
It was an incredibly charming game. Burns, what do you think was the key ingredient in the secret sauce? You mentioned how much you liked talking to the NPCs. You mentioned how much you and Casey both loved coloring with excruciating detail the individual screens in this game. Yeah. Like what uh, what was the key to the secret sauce? Yeah, I really think it was the like living, breathing world around you. Now it's like it's not living and breathing and that the NPCs are doing different things and they're always like on a route or anything like that, but it's like each NPC tends to have a story when you talk to them. And I think that's really neat. And the way you interact within each setting triggers different things. So like you walk into a donut shop and you design a logo for the donuts and you go outside and there's a couple new people outside. And like, oh, well, I got to get this new thing because the wielder yeah. just did it. Or like you make a shirt. Like one of the first things you do is you design a shirt. And then yeah, eventually- Casey, what was on your shirt? Um, not appropriate for the show. <laughs> Mine was OIO because I was apparently the only one that decided not to just be lewd and crude and, and was going to actually, like, represent the podcast in, in, in the world of picnics. So. I, mean, yeah. I have a reputation to uphold. Every single game that <laughs> you can true. create something, I write the same message. Yeah. And then I take a screenshot and send it to to Tom. No Man's Sky was the best. It's going to be hard to top that. <laughs> that My favorite memory from No Man's Sky was when you were trying to build something in one of the fabricators and I tried to erase the planet around you as you were standing there. <laughs> that was good. And then yeah. I fell into a giant pit. <laughs> yeah, good times. So like, but like, and then like at different points, the characters will say different things or we'll delve into more and usually it's like you say one or two or three things to them and then they'll they, there won't be a, a cursor over them to talk to them. But sometimes like they'll talk about even more things and you know and then it's like so for instance like you get to the main city and you start to see these flyers all over that are about come to my patio or my rooftop party yeah i wandered into the party before i saw a single flyer oh see (laughs) and then it's so cool because i'd already collected the furniture or no i i went and collected the furniture after that i was like oh i can go back and i can do this and i go back and i put this up and it's like holy crap it's a party now that's funny i had the furniture already too yeah and it's just like i don't know like i think it sort of dovetails in with when we're talking about the coloring too is it's like you're able to leave like an impact on the world and it's really cool to see how the different things that you do can do that so for instance you collect all this trash one of the collectibles is a bunch of trash litter that you find all over the place and then there's a couple of different places where you can turn in that litter to get either furniture um in one area or you can get plants and the plants are for a person whose friend died but really was a gardener and really wanted a field planted in his honor and the guy was Uh too impressed to do it i planted all those plants on the rooftop party <laughs> Every single one of them. I had a lot of trash. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. So yeah, that's all right. I'm never going back. Well, that's fine. Um, but I don't know. It's just there's all these different like aspects to the game, and I don't know. I I just I think it it makes this a world that you want to go back to, and you start to get to know certain characters that pop up like over and over again, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's this guy, you know, and. And, and, and it, it's interesting because they're all like struggling with like real life types of things that other people are struggling with. Do you think I'm just a broken shell of a human being that I didn't enjoy this game very much? I think you just hate indie games with a burning fiery passion, Tom. I thought Loop Hero was pretty good. It was pretty fun. I don't know. Did you listen to that podcast? 
No, not yet. I'm still a couple months behind yeah, on that I didn't one. either, but I listened to you talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, like I loved it. Yeah, game of the it. year, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, loving, I'm loving all these games that Casey puts up. <laughs> I thought that the key ingredient in the secret sauce was the, was the art style. Like, you guys both had a lot of fun, um, like, coloring the world, and, you know, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed that element of it but like i'm just i'm not gonna play a game to color the world like if i wanted to color i'd literally just go upstairs and color with my daughters like they're of an age we have a million coloring books you should have had like your daughter that's playing straight with you should have had her come down and color for you yeah no i thought about that but then i'm like oh that's really gonna stop me in my progress so (laughs) let's keep trucking through this as much as possible well and that's that's my thing i agree with both of you i think both of what you said is what i enjoyed a lot in this game is that mm-hmm. the, the, you know the world itself was so creative and fun to interact with but then the the art and the coloring and everything that you get to do it was such a unique game style and you can play it with your you know two three four year old daughter like it could be their first thing that they kind of get a hold of and are able to play and like grasp you know that's that's awesome um yeah i just think like i don't know i'm just really mad that I didn't have more time and then that you know by the end of it I'm just rushing through and I think you know time constraints that we have for this podcast you guys are playing these other giant titles for the podcast coming up later on where this game is such a a gem it's so it's so like creative and and fun Mm -hmm. and and awesome that like if you really had time to sit down and enjoy every single screen and every single thing that you were able to do instead of just trying to rush through the next boss rush, rush through the next chapter like all right this game takes 16 hours to beat. I know I only have this amount of time. I'm going to try to get through it as quickly as I can to get to the end. Well, you miss so much of that. And that's by the end of it, that's what I was doing. Like everything that I enjoyed in the beginning, by the end, it was like, man, I know I'm just missing stuff because I'm running past all these screens, you know, trying to get to the next level. That is very elegantly said. And I don't know if I'm in the wrong headspace because I just started a new job or what, but like with Animal Crossing, I can turn off that productive brain. Like I can go and like pick up a shell and be like, oh, cool. I know what to do with this shell and then I can go catch some fish but like this game I just couldn't stop and slow down and like just color this stuff it's like nope I'm not gonna color I'm gonna run through this and curse at this stupid bug platform that I'm <laughs> messing up because I autofill everything <laughs> Casey how did this whole experience come together I mean challenging puzzles great narrative unique gameplay I I, I loved it I think it, everything for me it was it was a very awesome experience that i wish i had more time to to play with and i know i say this every single time this is a game that i like <laughs> i have to go back and play because it's like there's so much it was it was a lot of fun for me we'll uh we'll be shocked and astounded when you do actually go back to a game like make sure you make a big deal of it talk this, about it on the oio discord be the one. i'm serious this might be the game that i go mm-hmm, back to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i believe you i look in your eyes and like i see <laughs> <laughs> i see the intent there <laughs> I mean, the, the, the good thing about it is it is easy to kind of pick up and play for a little bit, and then you just stop where you're at, and you just pick up where you're at, you know? And call your parents, and then... Call your parents, and you figure out where it was that you were supposed to go with the main story, and you can just sort of move on. So it's it's I think it's like the perfect type of game that you could just pick away at 20, 30 minutes at a time, you know, and, and take your time with it if you don't have a timeline like we have for something like this. I mean, I... I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, the the puzzles were all really interesting. And as the game's gone on, like, it's become more and more interesting as to how all of that works together and how that then interplays with, like, the story and the emotions of the characters and, like, just the way that it's, like, 
looking at mental illness and how to deal with that and you know because i quite literally it's all about like how mental illness makes everything dark around you and how when you're in that and you sort of get into that kind of spiral you just think that there's no way out of it right and you need like somebody else to realize that you know you got to try to you know you can't do it you're on your own you have to like have someone else or other people to help you get out of that funk right and that's kind of the whole gist of like the game um and i think that's really neat and really interesting and i'm, I'm super excited to see like how they develop that as the game goes on and gets to the conclusion and what that conclusion actually is and who knows maybe it's some weird thing aliens created this all all along and that's what's that's what's doing this and it just sort of jumps the shark that way or or not i'm not sure but i don't know like like casey kind of said i mean i really want to try to continue to go back to this game and finish it you know over time because i i just think i've had such a fun experience with it so far and i really want to see like where it goes and and what happens with it moving forward I'm glad you guys like this game so much. For me, it was more frustrating than fun, but, uh, you know, a lot of that falls on me. Like, I'm not going to slam the game because it is charming, creative, interesting. There are interesting puzzles. There's a lot of interesting characters. Uh, but for whatever reason, it isn't scratching the itch for me, and I don't think I'll ever go back to it. I am interested to know what happens between chicory and, in my case, pizza. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, kind of a pass for me. Overall... Thoughts, impressions, and takeaways. Burns. Um, so, like, a couple things I want to bring up. I did run into a few bugs here and there that were wonky, um, one of which made it so that, like, I was stuck and I couldn't, like, exit off of the spot that I was on. What kind of a spot were you stuck on? So, there was, like, one area where there's, like, this weird kind of path that you can walk through. Uh, it's actually, it's the art gallery. And I went up to the third level of the art gallery and somehow got caught on like the top level and couldn't get off of it (laughs) and it was before i had the jump ability and so i was literally just stuck there now in the in the menu they have like if you go into the start menu you basically can teleport back to luncheon is sort of like an option it says if you get stuck stuck you know use that to go back so they had that in there but i did run into a couple of bugs like that sort of as I went through like some wonky movement stuff, I would jump and I'd end up like somewhere, wow, completely different than where I probably should have been um, off of that jump. Um, but I think otherwise it was overall really fun to play. Um, and I can, I can I can definitely understand why so many people like adored this game the year that it came out and why a lot of people would say that it was their favorite game of the year. Um, you know, Partially for some of them, probably to tap into that artistic sort of sense. Um, uh, And for some of them, probably because of the story and the puzzles uh, and the gameplay. Um, And for some, probably a confluence of everything. So, I don't know. I'm really excited to try to play more of this as time goes on. Because it's definitely been much more fun than frustrating for me. I'm glad. I just had a funny joke and I lost it. It it involved chicory and the lava, but I can't remember what you had to choose between. Yeah, I mean... Oh yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. 
You have to choose either Chicory or well, Tears of the Kingdom has to go choose, in the lava. I was I would choose I would choose Tears of the Kingdom to go in the lava because I have Chicory to play and I don't own Tears of the Kingdom, so I get rid of that. You would be willing to never ever 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 experience Tears of the Kingdom and all those sweet dev tools that they give you. Yep. To only play Chicory for another handful of hours. Yep. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, what if you also had to play Destiny Two to ever play Chicory again? <laughs> See, now you just keep layering these levels on here. I'd, I'd, I'd probably not play either of them then. Yeah. I'd, just, I'd just stop having fun with any sort of game. How's, how's that sound, Tom? That sounds great. <laughs> Casey, thoughts, impressions, and takeaways from Chicory? I mean, I, I guess I really like this game. And I know, I think at the end of everything this year when we're ranking games, I think this one for me is probably going to be pretty high up there. This is going to be interesting because for me, it's on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And like, I... I don't think we've played any clunkers yet this year, have we? Like, I think we had maybe some issues with Loop Hero, but, like, Nobody Saves the World was a great experience. Was Amnesia this year? Yeah, I think it was January, yeah. I think it was the first part of this year. Yeah, I think my beloved Amnesia is probably going to be near the bottom of the list. That's a game that I want to go back to. Uh, But, yeah, that final uh, rankings discussion at the end of the year should be pretty heated. Well, I mean, like you said... The game of the year probably is going to come out of this next batch. Well, it's so interesting (laughs) that you bring that up, Burns. Because each month, our patrons vote on the next title that we dive into. For August, we could be playing Persona 5. Burns, you love Persona 5. I think you called it your favorite game on the PS4, didn't you? Or it was at least in the running. It was up there. God of War was probably my favorite. Spider-Man was up there too, but... Yeah, so we could have been playing Persona 5. We could have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which uh, our good friend of the show, Mike Mathwig, uh, said was the best in the entire AC franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could be playing Grand Theft Auto 5, the uh, top-grossing video game of all time. Uh, another game that you played and loved, Burns. Mm-hmm. We could be playing any of those games. <laughs> But instead, you horrible trolls selected Arcade Paradise. I guess my, my words... Was, Arcade Paradise! My words must carry too much weight on the Discord, because I feel like I maybe swayed some votes. And I... And, and, you swayed Casey for one, thanks! Uh, so, I, went, I went back yeah. afterwards, but yes, he did sway me. And, and I didn't... I, and I, I really didn't mean it that way. Well, because especially because, like, why did... We always put why we nominated what we nominated. And so... Like I put up Arcade Paradise because I've I've enjoyed playing that game. I really like it. It's like thirty games in one, uh, which I think is really cool too because you have all the different arcade games that you have in your arcade that you can play, um, and uh, you know, and it's a business in which we haven't really done before. So I think that's also kind of interesting to get like your guys's take on that now it's a light business sim it's not like you're not in spreadsheets or anything like that at all it's not lemonade stand it's not gonna be like lemon it's been so long since i played that and then no it's not really like well because you set like how much your price is on all your arcade machines and what the difficulty Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. um to try to you know make more money off of them so there there is that there's an aspect of that to it um, well, let me read the sweet description of uh, what the frick are we playing again? Arcade, arcade Paradise. Yeah. Paradise. Arcade Paradise. Manage profits. Pick up gum. Yep. Do the laundry. Yep. And get coin to unlock arcade units and flip the family laundromat business to become an arcade paradise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go back to our rankings discussion last year. <laughs> Top three games. Uh, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Immortals, Phoenix 
Rising. Hey, you got it right. <laughs> First time ever. And uh, I can't remember the other one, but like the top three games Missed. are all Tom games. <laughs> I haven't won a game this entire year. Like it has been all Casey enjoyed. Like this is, I thought AC Odyssey might be a slam dunk. The yeah. franchise is so popular and Odyssey reset the entire franchise. I thought, nope, Arcade yeah. Paradise. Well, and so, and I'd said in the Discord, I'd said that like I put up Arcade Paradise because I really enjoyed playing it and since we're in the middle of like the meat grinder of playing Elden Ring, Final Fantasy 16 and um, and Kingdom Hearts, like all of Kingdom Hearts apparently. Um, it was just like I just threw something up that I've played before and that is pretty easy to jump into and apparently that swayed a lot of people. Uh, that I think that might have swayed a lot of people, but oddly enough I've played all of the games that we have up there, two of them to completion, not the one that I put up. Um, so it's like, really, it's just like I told Casey after he said that I swayed his vote, I was just like, I don't know. I've played like, I've played like 50 hours of AC, uh, origins too. So it's just like, I, I've played a ton of all of these games. So I, I'm good. I, I, I have, I've got it on lockdown for this next month. Um, the way that it all came up. But. And so, of course, when I saw this slate of games, I'm like, oh, I go into the OIO Discord, into the Game Pass Forever channel, I'm like, our Game Pass Game of the Year is coming out of this month, guys. <laughs> Arcade Paradise, you called it. Um, I, I'm going to say this, though, because uh, this is something I was thinking about. Everyone hates Tom and vote against him. Is that what you're going to say? No. So how would we think about if we do get something, like, big and massive and meaty, like Persona 5... Um, or AC Odyssey or AC Origins or whatever. Instead of like devoting that to just one month, how about it like stretches over two months? We check in like at the midway point after the first month, and then you know however far we get after that. Like I know that we've always talked about doing that, but like I think that almost becomes something that because I think I think it was uh, Mike that said it. We barely like, scratch the surface. We barely scratch the surface of it, and so he doesn't really feel like voting for you know AC Origins, even though he loved that game. And so it's like maybe that's something that we have to think about with it. And sure, we'll have fewer games to rank at the end of the year, but that's probably a better thing too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. With how how many we have on the list now. Disagree. I love our rankings discussion. It's an interesting idea, Burns. The issue that I potentially see is that we all fall into this trap where we procrastinate until like the last minute to really dive into the games or at least I've noticed that with myself like I, yeah. I don't really start diving into Xbox until like the pressure's on oh it's like oh I gotta do show notes oh I gotta have some idea what I'm gonna talk about in show notes so let's get some time in here so like if we were going to take that approach which I think is perfectly valid and interesting and worthy I would just uh, I would want us to make sure that we had time that we could commit to these games ahead of time because even in the best of months my gaming time is very limited right so, interesting idea, I guess. Oh, go ahead, like, please. Oh, I was saying my problem is not necessarily that I'm procrastinating to the end, so that I'm also sharing the Xbox with two, three of my sons, all three of my sons. And the big problem for me this time Yep, was, get a Steam Deck. Problem solved. Yeah, I really might need to do that because, yeah, it's getting down to that. And we just got Gavin... Um, Jedi Survivor for his birthday. And yeah, I saw the achievements he's, rolling in. He's, he's trucking through it, huh? Oh, yeah. That's what he does. Like, he beat... Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in, I don't know, a week and a half. <laughs> That's <laughs> summer for you, though, right? Yeah, he just, just plowed right through it. He actually was at the end boss in, like, the first, I think, three days, but he didn't have enough hearts, so he had to go back and do a whole bunch of shrines, so he, <laughs> he had enough hearts to, to beat the end boss. So, yeah, that kid is, I don't know. 
He's good at good at games. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So Casey's going to buy a Steam Deck and we'll consider it. Actually, I mean, this is the perfect discussion for like the OIO Discord. And like we mentioned yeah. OIO Discord on the air multiple times. If you listen to this and you're not a patron, first, please consider being a patron. You can back us for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash OIO. But the Discord is open to anyone. You just have to reach out to me reach out to me on some some form of platform. You can email the show overratedpod at gmail.com. You can find me on any social platform at TomsLogicOIO and shoot me a note and I'll get you the link to join. And this is something we should talk about with the community because that would be not a seismic shift, but it'd be a change in the yeah. way that we do things. It's just, it makes it more reasonable to actually put some of these games up and think like we could get through them. Like, that's the thing with Persona 5. Like, I love that game. I'd, I'd like to play Persona 5 Royal, but... I don't see any of us getting very deep into it in a month. Like, you know, the tutorial, you know, famously in Persona games is like 10 hours long. So we'd, we'd be able to talk about the tutorial and that's it. Like maybe in a month, maybe a little bit past that. And so it's just, that's the one thing is like with the format, it makes it difficult to talk about some of those games. And with like Starfield coming out in September, it's like, that would be awesome to throw that up and try to play that like early on when it's on, like right after it's released. But I don't see us getting anywhere very deep into that in a month. And maybe that's still a worthy discussion just to talk about the beginning part of a game. But then it always kind of leaves like that hollowness inside that it's like, it's a game I really want to get back to. And I'm not going to really have a chance to play it because we're on to the next thing and we're focusing on the next thing. And, or you feel like guilty that you're playing, putting all your time into this when you should be playing like the new thing, you know, but I don't know. So it's something to think about. We'll have to talk about it on the Discord and see what uh, our benevolent overlords think about it. Yeah, I love those overlords. Thank you guys for supporting our show on Patreon. This standalone segment, Game Pass Forever, is tied to a specific tier of support. You can back us for as little as $2 a month. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. Anything else you guys want to say about Chicory before we uh, launch into Arcade... Finger Paradise. I mean, now's the time to do your turn your Xbox Live into into like a Game Pass Ultimate, because you know the the loophole is going to be gone because Xbox Live is going to be gone soon enough. So the end is nigh. The end and, is nigh. And on that note, thank you for listening. Stay inside. <laughs>